0: Hello, hello, my name is Jordan and I'm your host. And today, as you can see, unless you listen to this audibly, um, we have a special, special guest. This is my brother. Hello. <laughs> if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, you can.
1: So I'm her brother. My name's TJ. <laughs> I'm a little shy, <laughs> I'm a little nervous.
0: Why are you nervous? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Tell me more, more about yourself.
1: Um, I am 22, about to be 23. Um, my experience on this topic I was in the military, Air Force to be exact. Uh, served in freaking Montana, it's my duty station. 2MOX3 is the job code. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it for Florida. Again, her older brother.
0: If you did not know, yeah, I'm from Florida. So yeah, <laughs> born in Georgia, but you know, we re-rep Florida all the way. Represent.
1: Uh, well, she was born, born. I was
0: I was born in Georgia, but you know, I, I was still representing all day. Florida all day. Yeah, all day yeah, yeah. Day. facts, 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 <laughs> facts, facts. All right, so today we're going to be talking about situational anxiety that you may experience while you're in the military, or more likely outside of the military as you are a veteran. Um, and that also touches on ptsd and then we'll also be touching on the hierarchy system within the military and the sort of abuse of power that comes within that um and then lastly we're going to be talking about alcoholism and nicotine use within the military because that is a big big issue as tj sorry explained to me before while scripting this episode so yeah So, of course, as you know, we're going to get started with our rose thorn bud, but if you new listeners do not know, our rose is a highlight success, small win, or something positive that happened today or within the last week. A thorn is a challenge you experienced or something you could use more support with. And lastly, a bud are some new ideas that have blossomed or something positive that or something that you're looking forward to knowing more about or experiencing. So TJ, if you want to go ahead and get started, just tell us about your rose.
1: And them Okay, <laughs> I like success more. Is something positive that happened today or the last week. Okay, mm-hmm. um, uh, rose. What happened within the last week? I got paid Friday, so that's always a rose. Always. Always. <laughs> um, let's see. I built that TV stand I just bought. wasn't too much building to do, but I did it you know put mm-hmm. that together that's Ask a little yourself. success for sure
0: you can just go ahead and do a thorn if you don't all want right to do a thorn role. what is that a You experience <laughs>
1: something you can use more support with um so i started recording music so i need to uh, really figure out how to use the software because that's mm-hmm. been a challenge for sure for sure for feel sure. It, feel, it, feel it and then but new ideas that have blossom or something that you're looking forward to knowing more about or experience again that music i'm definitely excited to embark on that journey journey
0: sorry <laughs> awesome awesome so for me a rose would probably be the fact that i am going to work again because i was not scheduled last week and that made me super mad <laughs> so we're not even going to go into depth about that, because I could rant about that all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but A Thorn would probably be writing a new book. Um, it's definitely some hard work. I'm, I'm not even going to lie. Um, it's been good, because it's kind of like more of a memoir. So it's like kind of like a stream of consciousness. It's not like a story. But uh, yeah, getting those words out sometimes are just like you can get stuck a lot and then right. just be like, I'm gonna throw this computer out the window. (laughs) And then a bud would probably be my trip to New York, um, May 14th to the 17th. So I'm super excited about that. It's for my second job, and yeah, I'm going to be all decked out on a red carpet. You know, I'll tell y'all about that later when it actually happens. But you know, making the moves, having it, (laughs) making it happen. all right right, so first of all we're going to talk about situational anxiety so of course I don't have a lot of experience with this so TJ if you want to go ahead and get started
1: you can. man all right so let's start let's start with the beginning matter of fact let's bang on the door so boom basic training we're gonna start there anybody that knows anything about the military or basic training this is where all your anxiety comes from. This is where they about to mold you into a robot and make you do certain things that you aren't accustomed to. And then once you get accustomed to it, you can never break this chain. Again, one is banging on the door. So for example, when they come in the morning, right, they would come to the door and like, when I say bang on it, like, you're like, I can't get up and bang on it, but bang on it very hard to where you jump up out your sleep. You gotta get ready. Get ah, da, ah da, da, But they're yelling the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, nowadays a chain that can't be broken. When somebody's banging on the door, or somebody wakes me up too abruptly, is like the most anxious feeling like anybody have like heart racing, palms sweaty. Um, but that is another one. And then another one. See a flag. So whenever like car dealership. I know like that's probably the main place you'll see a, a big behind flag every time I see it I have to salute to it or feel like I have to like yeah, almost almost there but no I don't another one waking up the alarm it's kind of like the same thing as banging on the door if something just abruptly wakes you out of your sleep which they tend to do the whole time you're there that's something that's going to cause like major major anxiety like major anxiety and then crowded areas that's like I'd probably say number one on the list for real, for real. Being in a spot where you just have to be attentive at all times, you don't know what's going to happen, like they always teach you to be aware of your surroundings so you got to have situational awareness. So that's another thing that's going to cause stupid anxiety, like stupid anxiety, (laughs) really though.
0: Can you go more into depth about the crowded areas and like what sort of reminds you of crowded areas?
1: So like, for example, when we had to go into formation, we, let me see, let me, let me really see how I can break this down. So, so like, well, what, on this note, on this note, the side story, like whenever, the way they taught us to be around, like aware of your situation around us, like anybody, anybody could be looking like, whenever, say, if you're out having a good time with your family, you, you're not even thinking about any danger, you're having the best time in your life. Somebody literally, a terrorist or whatever, somebody looking to cause terror on you can literally pick you off from any point, location with a sniper rifle if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, that causes like, that causes so much like just anxiety because you have to be always be aware of whether you're having a good time or not. Like I could be, At the fair, like having a good time, but I have to always remember that anything go wrong Mm -hmm. at any time. So that's kind of like I guess elaboration, a little elaboration on crowded areas and just being in them. Just it's just no good. I just don't, I don't like being in that in that situation. Formation is another reason why, like being told to line up with a whole bunch of group of people and can get chewed out or put on your face or disciplined if one person goes out of line it kind of it kind of messes up that whole crowded area scene All
0: Right, right and would you say that there's just like a does it interfere with your daily life a lot
1: yeah 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 for sure because like any so a crowded place for example walmart anybody walmart can be so simple to go in going out but for certain people that has this situation anxiety or just anxiety in general like Walmart can be a whole task, like you see cars parked outside, mm-hmm. all the cars parked outside, you don't even want to go inside. Like right. there's just daily stuff like that or job setting, like that's just too much. You can't be around too many people in that situation. I don't know, just it happens daily, but it's also like a subconscious thing. Like I'm gonna not go here already. Like I already know I'm not going there because right. it's just too crowded. I already know it's going to be too many people,
0: right? And do you think there's certain certain ways you can like cope with it? Certain ways you can try and get over with it, or do you think it's gonna be instilled with you in within you for like the rest of your life?
1: Yeah, I think I think no, I think that's with me for forever. Just cause again, like you just have to know anything can happen at any time, like anything, like right. at any time, like whether it's now or when you're older, like some people want, might want to take advantage of you when you order, so they think mm-hmm. when you're in a crowded area you, you can just slip by you pick your pocket or whatever like anything it doesn't have to be extreme death like you don't have to die but anything can happen to you at any time so you just got to be aware of that and i think i must have that with me for like forever
0: i feel that well i don't even feel that because you know i haven't <laughs> been in the military but i understand what you're saying yeah
1: because it applies like i said just a job setting like some people don't like just going to work or walmart or whatever just because anxiety can happen any kind of way. Right.
0: And I'm sure it's like, uh, it's, I feel like it's a very scary thing at times, even though, of course, I haven't dealt with it. Mm-hmm. But knowing that anybody could pick you off at any time, it's like you're paranoid and you start getting in that mindset and it's like, it can be very scary, I, I can facts.
1: assume. Yeah, no, facts. Literally, like, the scariest because that's your life, like, with like this, like, you're done. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they don't even catch who did it. So now it's like, it was a pointless death and now nobody has justice on either side, so.
0: Right. And I guess I I can definitely get into more of the PTSD impact that people may have. Um, Especially the Army and the um, Marines can definitely cause more of a, a PTSD impact and you really never know when you look at somebody you never know what they're dealing with inside you never know like how they're coping with a situation how their mindset on a situation so when you see somebody and they are affected in a different type of way you can't just dismiss that and be like what is it's just it's just the alarm ringing or it's just a banging on the door like what's wrong with you you can't you can't just look at somebody and say and dismiss it it's kind of like you can't cry over spilled milk, but you never right. know. That like was my last what
1: drop of milk. Exactly. <laughs> that was my last drop. Huh.
0: Exactly. So, real. really, we don't want to go too into depth about PTSD because TJ doesn't have it, to my knowledge. I do <laughs> not. I do not. But, yeah, you again, just be mindful. You never know what people are going through. And especially with PTSD, it can be such That's a traumatic thing as the title uh, suggests and if you don't know what ptsd is it's post-traumatic stress disorder but i'm pretty sure you've heard of it but <laughs> you should definitely do your research about it right. um because we're not going to talk too into depth about this but yeah that being said we can go on to topic two which is just the hierarchy within the military um and the sort of abuse of power within it so if you want to go over the general gist of how the hierarchy is and what people are expecting from their leaders or anything like that you can go ahead
1: yes okay so again hierarchy system so we have ranks obviously in the military so starting at e1 all the way up to e give me a number I want to say eight but i'm fact check myself right quick <laughs> but other than that then you have your officers from 01 to 0 08 but with that with that being said the e1 through e4 that's like your, your regular people you're just getting in you're still learning the system you don't really know too much about what's going on yet and then you get to e4 that's like you're still at the bottom but they call it the e4 mafia so now you have like a look like just a little tiny bit more responsibility maybe like the tiniest of bits
0: why is it called the E4
1: mafia E4, <laughs> so E4 mafia and for Air Force that would be your Air Force, uh, senior airman so now you're a senior airman and you're about to be a staff sergeant mm-hmm. so this is where like again like I said you get that responsibility a little bit but if you do get the chance of being promoted to this e, E5 the staff sergeant, then now like you're really in the game. So E4 Mafia is kind of just like a group in the bottom barrel that says that they're better than the bottom barrel, but they're still in the bottom barrel. Mm-hmm. You know what I like, Hey, yeah. you're still a loser. Kind of
0: like seniors, like in high school. Exactly.
1: <laughs> hey, that's exactly what it is. They're seniors. <laughs> they're that, that. That's a great analogy for real. Oh that's God. exactly what they are. So E4 yeah. Mafia is just seniors they've been doing it for a little longer than everybody else four years literally almost to be exact so that's just that but then like i said that's bottom of the barrel then go to e5 staff sergeant tech sergeant master sergeant and them they're like first of all a lot of people and from my experience they don't get to really staff sergeant or tech sergeant like they're stuck in the e1 through e4 e4 mostly or you're just gonna get kicked out of the military if you're not promoting, because you're not doing what you're doing with your life. Mm-hmm. But get staff sergeant, tech sergeant, mass sergeant, that takes a lot of work, a lot of years, dedication, a lot. So then the other route that's the other route would be, if you're not enlisted and you commission, you go into uh, college, you become an officer. Now you're 01 through 08, so you have your lieutenants, all the way up to your captains, four-star generals, all that type of stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that's just the hierarchy system. Now, sad to say, like I already mentioned, E1 through E4, that's that's bottom of the barrel. You, you're nothing. E5. I wish I knew what what is it. E. I gotta look it up. E5. E5 through E9. Like I said, staff sergeant, tech sergeant mass, sergeant senior mass, sergeant chief mass, sergeant whatever. That's where you obviously have the m- more responsibility. You're looking over your your shop, your wherever you're working at, or your little squadron, your battalion, whatever you want to call it. That's where now you're making decisions. You're getting word from the higher ups, officers. You're running it down, spreading your information throughout your team. Now, then from there you go to the officers. So this is where like it gets tricky because a lot of the e5 through e9s they they are like i said they have the responsibility they've been in the military for a long time maybe 14 16 years like a long time officers however they can be in the military for one year and be higher ranking than somebody that's been in the military for 14 16 years so mm-hmm. that hierarchy comes kind of rubs against each other because an officer may feel like they can tell you something because of their rank. However, they haven't been in the military as long as everybody else. So that kind of caused a, a little friction, a little problem between that leadership and then that trickles down to, if you're in a shop that maintainer, speaking of this, speaking on my experience, if you're in a maintenance shop, officers, uh, they don't hold as much weight as your, master sergeant your tech sergeant because they're just they're new to everything they don't really know what's going on especially maintenance they don't even know how to use a tool they don't they're more by the book you know what i'm saying they don't really have hands-on experience and that's kind of the whole hierarchy system from e1 through e9 then 01 through 08
0: and as far as officers go, you forgot to mention they're in college. Right. <laughs> well, they were in college. It? Oh well yeah, they had to go to college
1: first. <laughs> they had to go to college, get their degree for four years. Oh that's what that's what I thought. That's what I was gonna say. They had to go to college for four <laughs> years and that's why whenever they come in to a shop, certain people feel like they are better than officers because they haven't been in the military that long. They just got out of college really, technically speaking.
0: Um, as far as staff sergeant and tech sergeant goes, mm-hmm. um, what was your experience when like being around them what was your experience being ordered around by them
1: so for a maintenance shop my experience was pretty chill um the my master sergeant he he actually had a good relationship with me um That's good. we talked we talked well. it was, it was good for were a mm, my tech sergeant they they were cool that they kind of for whatever reason like staffs like staff sergeant and tech sergeant kind of gave me more problems just because like they just got that power like mm-hmm. you're just becoming to where you can run stuff and kind of talk down on people kind of like you have that authority quote unquote so that's kind of where i got most of my problems from um, but overall, they they weren't too bad. Um, officers, I have one officer in my shop and he was, he was really cool, but he let a lot of things slide. That shouldn't slide. But again, it was a maintenance shop. So I don't know if that's just maintainers or not. But.
0: Right. Well, I do want to say that I know that you said staff sergeant and tech sergeant are, like, what's causing you the most problems. And it's funny how the research sort of lines up because uh, NCOs, a.k.a. officers, who had higher levels of interaction with the actual soldiers had a higher occurrences of abusing their power. And I guess they sort of got that authority and, like, big bad wolves now they're, like, <laughs> right. want to order people around. Which, I mean, I don't think that's right to do, even if it's, like... Even if you just got power, that doesn't mean you have the power to mistreat people just because,
1: Mm-mm. again,
0: you just got power. Um, right. I mean, I think you would be a good <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> staff sergeant. Oh, yeah. I will be a great
1: staff sergeant because it's, like, there. It just there's lines to it. Like, you can still enforce, like, your will, like, on everything. Like, make sure everything goes straight as it needs to, well or machine. I get it. But that thin line of abusing your power to where now, like, shit like it's not even like outside of work like outside of work duties let me say that not outside of work outside of work duties you feel like you can still tell me what to do Mm -hmm. like hey go get that just because um they like they told you to go get that but since you're hiring you're gonna tell me to go get it like it just trickles Mm -hmm. down through the system so they definitely like definitely i don't know it's just it's hit or miss with them it's hit or miss with them. There's some cool staff sergeants because they, again, just just made staff sergeant. They're they're cool, but tech sergeants, like you said, they, since they have the most the most interaction. I only have one officer in my shop, but since they have the most interactions with E one, three, four, whatever, they just feel like they can do whatever, and it's not cool at all. Don't do that. Right. <laughs> don't be don't be a bully. That's a bullying. That's a bullying because you're bigger or have bigger rank than them, that makes you a bully. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, I feel like that's kind of, like, without, uh, like, that's kind of um, similar, like, even in real life. Like, you know, jobs and managers and things like that, just because they have that amount of authority, I guess, right. they kind of abuse that power at times, because I've dealt with so many so many ugly, ill managers <laughs> Man. <laughs> because just okay. because they're manager they think that they can do anything they want but you know that's that's besides the point <laughs> that's, that's besides the point um, so overall just thinking about how um, how the hierarchy is um, formed what do you think your conclusion would be per se
1: that definitely like majority majority of the higher ranking abuse their powers amongst the smaller rankings because again they just feel like they can do so because for whatever reason like you can they feel like they're embarrassing that person like they just feel like they can do whatever to that person just because they have been in the military longer which okay and some people really are coming at the military older than some people that may be a higher ranking and they still feel like they can do as such so that's not cool then also shoot like if like monkey see monkey do if another one higher ranking person is abusing their power it's not to say that the next person or the person under them is not going to do the same they're going to treat other people how they're treated like that's and that's just how the cycle keeps going though like that's literally how just the cycle will never break because one person is being told something, being treated one way. So now since they have people under them that are high ranking, then they're going to just go trickle down the line and then somebody at the bottom that doesn't have anybody to pick on, then I don't know, but that's right. typically how it goes.
0: Well, what sort of impact do you think this would have on somebody like on a more long-term basis?
1: Their mental health. (laughs) (laughs) Their mental health. Nah, really though, like, if, if you're continuously treated in such a way, like, you're either going to, like I said, display that onto others or you're going to hold that in and just drive yourself crazy. Like you're just gonna like you're just not gonna have an outlet. You don't you're not gonna know what to do until eventually you're just gonna wanna end everything. Like that it just there's no way around getting bullied so long, like, that's, it's a form of bullying, like, that's literally what it is, so there's no way of getting around being bullied for a long time and not either feel like you have to retaliate or just cancel everything because you feel like you can't do nothing about it.
0: Right. I think a lot of people don't, or a lot of people underestimate the impact of what, like, words can actually do or treatments can actually do, actions can actually do. Because I feel like a lot of the time when it comes to bullying, like you said, it's like a continuous cycle of being bullied and then having your social or your self-esteem being impacted or having your mental health being impacted <coughs> negatively and then continuously like bullying and then having your mental health impacted bullying and blah, blah, blah. Right. And then it gets to a point of like, where does this line stop? Where do you draw the line? how does anybody even interfere with that sort of cycle because a lot of the time like for set for example in the military people just go unnoticed as far as like their how they're being handled as far as like their treatment goes right um and it's like how do we break this cycle how do we even stop people from bullying how do we stop those from being bullied from actually committing suicide or using other means like nicotine or drugs, which, I um, mean, nicotine or alcohol, which we're going to touch on later, um, from just, like, how do we stop that? Um,
1: you know what? I, I, and I don't think you can. Like, as far as the military system, because, like I said, so since there's this hierarchy, right, you know what? with hierarchy comes responsibility. The higher you go comes more responsibility. And then with that responsibility, you have that feel or need to be a part of a group. Right, Mm -hmm. so now that you're a part of this group and have said responsibility, (laughs) you're going to do whatever you can in your will to either stay a part of this group or conceal what's going on in this group. Mm -hmm. Saying that to say, once you get to a certain amount of power, like higher power, like nobody can really tell you what to do, and nobody's going to tell on you because y'all all all have this understanding like you're all in this group, officer, like higher officer ranking chiefs, and like they can get away with. Down there, whatever, because one, the people around them is not going to tell because they're either probably doing the same thing because they're in that same group circle, or they know that if this person does not get get convicted of this crime or whatever they have done, it's going to be hell on them because they're going to come back. (laughs) You're getting kicked out of the group. Mm -hmm. The whole group's going to tell (coughs) on you. Like, you're now everything, like, there's just no way to be power, is what I'm saying. So once you have this chain and it's heavier on one side than it is on the other, there's no way the lighter side can bring that down. Right. They have it. The more more rank, the more power, that's that's just it.
0: And as you said, the more people against you, the less likely you are to even try to gain your power back in that sense. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. You can't really fix that.
1: You can't. (laughs) It's tough. That's what I'm saying, like, they just have a. They have a system. It's a, it's all a system in place. The military. They they know what they're doing. Like they know what they're doing.
0: Right. And <clears throat> that being said, I do want to say, as far as like getting away with certain things like drugs and alcohol use and da da da, like we're gonna be talking about later. As I said <laughs> beforehand, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there is also, we're going to touch on this lightly, we're not going to go fully into it because we don't have a lot of um, backup for that uh, research as well, yet. Look forward to the, uh, the episode mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. out in June because, you know, we are going to do a follow-up series kind of thing in here.
1: Um, yeah, there's a lot of touch on by the military. For yeah.
0: Um, but as far as the relationship between military leadership and the risk of sexual assault it is very high um, because again you are able to get away with certain things and there's definitely a direct correlation between um, leadership abuse and the risk of sexual assault as well in fact 30 percent of service women experienced sexual abuse in the military and there was a pattern of exchanging sex for privileges or promotions and just to think about how you are pushed into that spot of having to give away yourself for somebody else having to give away yourself for rankings and promotions and privileges is, is crazy to me honestly
1: yeah absolutely insane and like you said just for promote like you like promotion like you you don't you barely get anything out of promotions anyway we'll touch on that later like you said but <laughs> like you being promoted kind of it holds weight, but it kind of doesn't depend on what rank you're becoming. So a lot of people are definitely being used um, if they're exchanging sex for promotions because promotions don't really have the same. You know, it doesn't equate the same as you know sex. You know, exactly. And
0: I, I, yeah, I yeah. I agree. I yeah. mean, hey. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> Alright, with that being said, we are going to move to our last topic, which is alcoholism and nicotine use within the military, which is going to be <clears throat> our biggest topic, which is kind of why we left it at the end. So, <clears throat> what do you have to say about that? Because you look like you got something to say.
1: <clears throat> Ladies, gentlemen, <laughs> him, hey, there. Everything. Under the, look, any pro now out there. If I'm missing you, put it in there. But listen to me when I say this. For one, if you're not an alcoholic before you get into the military, you will become one. For two, if you're not a nicotine addict or user, and you don't have to become an addict, you will become one when you join the military. Disclaimer. Boom. Now, <laughs> saying that to say again. So let's start with alcohol. Let's let's start with Darren. Okay. <laughs> This is, I'm gonna start with experience first, personal experience, then I'm gonna go ahead. But look, I, they can vouch for me. Before I went to the military, I didn't really like alcohol, was so nasty. So disgusting. Still is, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Still, still is. But before I went to the military, they didn't, didn't care for alcohol at all. Like, almost 0%. Got into the military, and when that's all that's around you, and that's all you can do. You, again, will start to almost like to taste alcohol. It doesn't taste too bad. It still tastes nasty, but it's not the worst. It's not the worst. So, my experience coming in military like that, that was probably my turnaround, I call it like It's at every every location, every military health function, they have beer, wine, water, soda. But they have beer, for sure. Any... Celebration, ball, they're going to have wine, something to drink, beer, whatever, alcohol, some form of alcohol. Uh, uh, You get off work, a lot of people just drink alcohol, like, just because, like. You just get in the military, you're 18, don't care. They're going to turn a blind eye to it because what? Everybody's drinking alcohol. They say not to do it, but if if I'm being 100% honest. Everybody still did it, and they still didn't care. Mm-hmm. Some people provided for others. Not gonna say no names, but <laughs> you know, alcohol is provided almost at every function. So you will begin to drink alcohol, whether that's seltzers. Those count too. Um, seltzers, uh, beer, wine, everything, all all of those, all all of it counts. You're gonna start drinking it because. <laughs> You're, it's, stre- you're, it's a stress reliever. You, you like you you come home from let's say some people have a twelve hours day, twelve hour day. You come home. You are out in the field maybe like being told what to do. No breaks. You don't what thirty hour lunch, thirty minute break. You get two fifteens? Oh, what are those? Okay, no, <laughs> you're working the whole time. Like like this puts a lot of like stress on a lot of people. Like you have to work your butt off. Be told what to do. And do it their way, and still be expected to do this every day. Like you get no days off. Like, yeah, Saturdays, Sunday, whatever. But they can call you in if they want to. Like, let's be real. I was, I I had to work on a Saturday before, 10 o'clock at night. Like, it doesn't stop. So saying to say again, like stress, like that's just one to just relieve it. Like you just go home, get off of work, start drinking. Now you're having a good time. Now now you forgot all about work. So you have to do it the next day. Mm-hmm. And that just starts the cycle. Now there's alcoholism. Now you're addicted. Now you're going to AA. Because what's so crazy is, even though they're they're so aware of the alcohol use, like, they're so aware that they put these programs into place, like AA and, and all that type of stuff to help you, but they caused it. So, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of... A back-and-forth thing because you're like you just can't get it you can't get away from it. like you go alright. so if you drink and you go to AA boom you go there say you're not strong will because some people actually once they go to AA they change whatever say you go to AA you do that you get your little card whatever boom now you go back to your shop your place of work and everybody around you drinking still mm-hmm. it's hard to say no I, I don't care who you are if you have the most disciplined in the world sometimes it will get hard to say no peer pressure will sometimes get you like it, it is bound to happen so to say again alcohol is always around it's always going to be there every function you're going to end up drinking it you, you you can't get away from it then alcohol's friend the one that they always have with the alcohol is nicotine. <laughs> nicotine 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 listen to me listen because i know some people have seen all the the war movies i'm sure some people probably seen just depictions of the military whatever and if they're outside and they're smoking a cigarette they're in a war they smoke a cigarette like cigarettes have been around nicotine has been around the military for a long 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 time long time long time time. so now (laughs) coming out with mods and vapes like it just makes it a lot more easy for you to like pull it out your pocket hit it real quick put it up you don't have to light it you don't have to sit somewhere where it says no smoking you could just like it has just made it so accessible and then again the fact that a lot of people come to the military are 18 for the most part or just young and even though they're still just coming out of high school they still have this responsibility so they're now they're now grown like in the military like regardless of your age you're grown you're serving the united states like you're you're grown so they're going to turn a blind eye to it saying that to say uh, the, the vapes the mods the the cigarettes that it gets it gets passed around too easily to anybody and everybody if you're 20 years old and you got a friend that's 18 he might give you some money to get it for him. Like it's, it's just too easy to where it has to become too accessible for a lot of younger people, which is susceptible to more addiction. Like mm-hmm. just that's just a fact. Like that or just it's just always around. Like both of those are always around. Then don't let me get on withdrawals because if you don't have, if you don't have your vape and you're really addicted to nicotine, now you're like. I don't know. It's like they can't even function without it. Like you, like you, a lot of people like have, like, I don't know. It's like they get jitter. Like they, yeah. yeah, Like they need, like they need that. Like, and that's no good look for anybody for your mental health, physical health, anything like it. It just has caused a whole, you thought the pandemic was bad. Like if you go into the military any military setting and just look around and see how many people have either vapes mods cigarettes or drank alcohol I guarantee you probably 90 percent if i'm just throwing out a number
0: right
1: 90 percent.
0: yeah okay i see i see yeah nah, because it's really a, it's yeah. really a,
1: like that is really a pro- Like that's probably the main problem associated besides like suicide like Alcohol and nicotine is probably the main problem within the military.
0: And I definitely can see how it's the cycle of feeling stressed out and going to something. Like, even with human behavior in general, when we are upset, we usually go to something, depend on something, rely on something to get you out of that funk. And that can be whether that's positive, like family, friends, other coping mechanisms, healthy Mm -hmm. coping mechanisms, and then there is other worst ones like alcohol and nicotine and you think that it feels it makes you feel better in the meantime. Right. Um, I've watched so many videos about uh, people with PTSD talking about how that when they're feeling stressed that they go to alcohol and it makes them feel good for a little bit of time out of time but after those effects are off or those effects are um, done with or finished uh, they go back to feeling stressed and it's like the problem is still there so right. it's like Okay, well, guess I'll go back to nicotine, go back to alcohol. And the cycle repeats and repeats and repeats. Um, even veterans, uh, per se, as I was talking about, veterans with PTSD who are diagnosed with substance use, were three to four times more likely to receive PTSD or di- depression diagnoses. And that is a crazy association. Like, three to four times more likely? hmm just because they deal with so much stress on a daily basis, and especially like with getting called in, ugh! <laughs> Don't even get me started with that.
1: What? Like, on your off day?
0: On your off day.
1: On the weekend? <laughs> and you're chilling at 10 o'clock at night? Oh, that's tough.
0: Right. And you Dang. never get a break. You never get a break.
1: Mm-mm. Like even like outside, like <laughs> even if your contract, though, like if I do four years, my four-year contract i still technically have two more years like that they can still call me back to the military like you're never stop. like you're never going to stop being associated with the military at all like,
0: and they do ever. not care like they really do not care about your mental health they don't care about the stress that you're going through they don't care about how much alcohol use your or nicotine use that you're actually participating in and they just expect you to come to work feeling okay, feeling ready X. to do the job. When you know you have all these demons inside that are tr- that you're struggling with, how can you expect somebody who's going through a mental health crisis or just going through mental health issues in general to come to work and do their best? Like even with the AA thing, like how are you going to have alcohol at functions and have AAA or AA at the same time?
1: Can't can't don't 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 be like stationed somewhere like Montana or just somewhere like even overseas like you have no family like over there like more depending on alcohol <laughs> like yeah. you like it's, it's just a lot of factors that comes from the military that can cause you to either drink or stress relief using a vape or nicotine right. because it makes you feel calm at the moment
0: Especially when there's, like, overdosing and suicide rates involved in it. It can definitely be such a dangerous habit. And especially just physically. I know alcohol, th- that liver is not going to be okay. Facts. <laughs> facts. Um, here are some facts that you guys should know because these this is factual. This is research. Peek this is facts. plain. And, of course, we have additional research for this episode if you want to check that out. But, um, yeah. So, in 2014, veterans made up for 20% of national suicides, with 20 veterans dying by suicide every day. Now, 20 20. is a a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, In 2016, the suicide rate for veterans was 2.5 times greater than normal civilians. And 70% of homeless veterans, 70% have substance use disorder so you can definitely see how much of a big role alcoholism and nicotine use actually has within families within veterans within just people in the military in general
1: right and i was going to say that's those are veterans You said veterans yeah. like and we're not even talking about active like duty like these are veterans people that have done it and were supposed to be looked after like mm-hmm. after their service like homeless veterans you know what i'm saying like i know y'all see a lot of that like veterans you hear me like people that have like signed like their life away to do whatever they had to do in the military and still got out and were left with nothing but y'all hold it to such a high standard of being in the military but like you don't even know the half of what goes on in it. like Mm -hmm. Uh, You gotta do your research, gotta do your research for sure.
0: Definitely, definitely, definitely. And there's definitely that conversation that we didn't have today, but um, of just the military recruiting people who are uh, homeless, who are um, in a bad place, who are just in need of something, and not even considering just like the negative impacts the military even has. So, definitely want to consider that as well. So, that being said, do you have any last words before we close out this episode?
1: Um. Yeah, really, just like, like. First of all, let me say this. Let me say this because they they told us to say this in the military. Let me say this. <laughs> These views are from myself and myself only. Themselves and theirself only. Yes. Yeah, this reflects. <laughs> nothing of the air force the military or how they view any subject that we may have touched on today these are strictly again our views opinionated views on this topic that's one two the military it 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 has its benefits it has its pros and cons for sure however before Either you join or speak to somebody that was in the military or knows about the military. Just, one, be open-minded to what they have to say as far as when they explain the benefits to you or if they explain how the system really is. Just be open-minded to it. And also, again, just do your research. Like Whatever you want to do in the military, make sure you do your research. Make sure you know where your station may be. Make sure you know where your job can or can't go. Um, yeah, just just do your research. There's a lot of things the military will tell you and won't, and that's kind of my my ending words on that.
0: Okay. Well, that being said, let's close out this episode. I think it's been a really good one. But as you as you said, just keep in mind that it has a, it has its pros and cons. If you're thinking about going to the military. Research. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, our closing remarks Forever Blooming does have a website, foreverbloomingpod.org. Whoa, foreverbloompod.org. <laughs> Almost had that wrong. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, all at foreverbloomingorg, plus Twitter at foreverbloomorg. And you can find TJ on Instagram at TJPruitt15. Did you make that Mm
1: -hmm. when you was 15? Nope. That was my basketball number at the time.
0: okay. You know, you could have did August (laughs) 15th for my birthday, but you know. (laughs) It was the 15th because it was August. (laughs) Your birthday. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The research for this episode is on our website in our podcast section. Mm -hmm. If you want to be a podcast guest like TJ here, you can definitely check it out on our podcast section. And if you want advice to be featured on our episodes you can check out our audience spotlight form which is also in our podcast section you can email us at management at let us know your thoughts questions comments concerns and how we can improve the podcast because we love 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 hearing from you <laughs> be sure to check us out at fborg.card.co and that is card with two r's for all of our easy accessible links Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, rate us on Spotify, and share with your friends if you enjoyed this episode. And lastly, have a great day, afternoon, or night, whenever you're listening to this. Thanks for tuning in.